Hey everybody in serial killer country. Hey there everyone in serial killer country. Hey everybody 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 in serial killer country. My name is Brittany Ransom. And my name is Brian Joyner. And this is When Killers Get Caught, a podcast devoted to deep dives into the lives and psyches of the killers we love to learn about. Each week we'll discuss something new and interesting in the serial killer world, and then we'll discuss one well-known or lesser-known killer, go deep into their childhood, lives, methodology, and most importantly, how they got caught. And then, because most serial killer fans love a little spook, Brian will lead us down the road of the paranormal into something that he found to be particularly creepy this week. It might be interviewed right now. Absolutely. Um, what did start the podcast? God. I think when you and I first like met and we were just friendly in like 2019. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned wanting to do like a podcast on serial killers or something dark macabre that was something that we kind of bonded over yeah when we were just friends uh and i know at that time i was listening to well i still am listening to a lot of podcasts um on serial killers or killers or paranormal and stuff like that and i watch loads of paranormal tv shows uh things of that nature i love a good ghost story and things of you know yeah so it just was getting to the point where we decided, well, also, like, 2020 was a crazy year uh, for everybody involved. This is true. Um, for the first part of 2020, you and I weren't really talking. Mm-hmm. Then we did start talking again. Then mm-hmm. we stopped talking again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we started dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think once we were, like, officially dating again, that was when I brought up. I mean, we should do the podcast again. Well, every time we stopped talking and started talking again, you'd always bring up, "Hey, do you still want to do that podcast?" Thing? I know and because I, was, I really wanted to do it, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, like I'm still down for it. I got time." I know, I and I think we got caught up in the thing that so many other people get caught up in, like having all the right stuff. Do we have the right mics? Do we have the right equipment? Like, how are we supposed to do this? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I started with like voice acting though. But then I was like, well, I don't, only thing I need is really a, a mic. That's and true. Like while we weren't talking as much before, when we were just friendly, you were doing all the voice acting stuff, mm-hmm. which is still something that you do now. Yeah. Yep. And You're in like little some phone games and some. Oh my god. Uh, what is the things that you're in? It's like a educational like cartoon down south. Huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Some type of. Where is it? A Tennessee? I thought it was. Is it Tennessee, Kentucky? One of those down the One of those. I think I'm pretty sure it's Tennessee. Though I have to look it up again. But, it's still cool though. But yeah, so. my voice is in like a like ten episodes of this one like local cartoon that someone made. It was put on TV, and your name was listed on TV as being uh, a part of it. Oh uh, so. yeah, yeah, that was fun. That's fun. You know, well, it's that's still fun. really cool. So yeah. you know, it's something I still hope you can turn into more if you want to. Mm-hmm. People keep asking me to do some things. I don't know, like. Eh. Yeah, some of the things that you get listed <laughs> are weird. Like someone tried to pay you to catfish them. Not just catfish with them apparently using like the wrong pictures, but catfish using your voice. Yeah, I don't even think I have the message though. Like, I gotta look it up. But <laughs> it's it's they they basically wanted me to do. Oh, I might actually still have it. <laughs> that was a weird one. And I was like, I think this person wants you to catfish the person they're talking to yeah. using your voice. You're supposed to have a conversation with this woman? You don't even know her. I know, right? <laughs> but oh. yeah, so I think that's how that. And so then, so after we started dating again, 
for the first time, I guess we were never really like dating before. Right, right. Um, but after we started dating, I think it was December 2020. I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. And then one night on a, kind of on a whim, I just I happened to see another video on TikTok of somebody. It popped up on my For You page of someone answering a question. Uh, I think exactly the video was this girl responding to the fact that apparently we'll meet or pass roughly like 15 people who've died in their car oh. during your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And right, right, right. Okay. Uh, one of the other people on TikTok who does mm. uh, serial killer content responded, not only that, but you'll also interact with probably roughly 12 different serial killers in your lifetime. And if you've ever swam in the ocean, uh, you're swimming with lots of dead bodies. And so I saw like, I was like, oh, there's a community for this on TikTok. So that's when I made the Rodney Alcala video, December 15th, 2020. And then the second video I made like a day or two later. Yeah. Blew up. I was about to say, all like your videos, as soon as you like started posting them, they all just blew up. Yeah. And so that was when I realized, I was like, oh, this isn't as far away from me as I think it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, in my head, I was like, there are these people out there who are like true crime podcasters and reporters, and then there's me who's just kind of a fangirl. Yep. But I, I guess I, we're downplaying the fact that this has been like lifelong journeys for both of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was adopted into the family. You know, my my parents adopted me when I was ten. They're both attorneys, and. They watching cop shows, TV shows, procedurals, dramas, all that stuff was just part of my life. And we also watched, you know, like the first 48, all that stuff (laughs) on the ID channel that's about killers and murderers and stuff. And so it was a natural progression, I think, for me to move from watching that stuff with them to stopping by the library and picking up some books on serial killers. Because for me, it's always been about the why. I don't really care. Like, honestly, some of the things these people do turn my stomach. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely 100%. physically and emotionally repulsed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's the why. So that's what I'm always consistently searching for, the why. What weird combination of things have happened to this person to make them make this choice? Because it is a choice. We're not just a slave to the things that happened to us. Horrible things have happened to me. Horrible things have happened to you. Mm-hmm. And we are not people who have ever had these thoughts. So that's kind of where it comes from for me. I mean, you also have spent the majority of your life researching the unknown. <laughs> that stuff. Like, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I always wanted to be. Uh, OK, so when I started college, I wanted to like at least minor in parapsychology. Oh, cool. Yeah. And also wanted to study cryptozoology as well because (laughs) no way yeah that's i didn't realize yeah i was like big into paranormal okay so your interest in cryptids is way bigger than most people's yeah you wanted to devote your life to this i really did (laughs) wow see the stuff that we know we should probably talk about that i did briefly look into going to college for forensics Mm. Um, I took a couple courses on it. It was just, it's very expensive. So I opted not to, (laughs) but the interest is still there for me. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that when I was like 18, 19 years old, I still thought that I couldn't be good at science. I don't know. Somebody at some point in my life told me that I wasn't good at math and science Mm -hmm. and I believed them. 
because as an adult, I am super interested in <laughs> so much science. I put up with math, but I love science. <laughs> and like, so now I, I spend all, all this time just researching and looking up this information. And so that kind of ties into the next question, which is how do you do your research? Is this just searching online, information, books about the cases? Like, what is it for you? Okay. What's your process? So for me, um, <clears throat> I hate to be like that person, but when I first, I don't know, I get an idea in my head of mm-hmm. who I want to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about how much do I know about this person? Very little. So, or like, it's like this topic, if it's like, a, if I'm talking about something like Japan wise, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I know enough about this story, like a yokai or like a scary, like, um. Right. So you're starting with a basis of knowledge already. Yeah. So, so whatever I know first, and then I start with that, and then I usually go and check out online. Check mm-hmm. out, uh, is it either Wikipedia or I go online and I check out if there's a book about this person that I can find. Or how many sources, you know, I can find on this person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like, it's my basic knowledge. And then I go on the, on the web. Um, and most of the time when I'm on the web, I can find podcasts or Google uh, YouTube videos for that too. Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, it's the books. So after that, I hit the books. So I, got, I like getting books. So that's like my last resort because if I get too many books... It's trouble for me. <laughs> it's not, though. Actually, I have two giant, like, encyclopedias of serial killers showing up at the house today. So books are a huge factor for me, too. Mm. Uh, interestingly enough, I found a while back a really long list of pretty much every uh, declared serial killer in up and from, like, the from the early 1900s to now, mm-hmm. present day. Um, and I go through that list and I type up, I type in their names and I just say, if I don't know who the person is, I read about them a little bit. Um, in the case of probably one of my favorite books, um, let me see if I can find the exact name for this. It's, uh, it's beautiful. So the, the ladies, so the book was called the bandit queen of India, an Indian woman's amazing journey from peasant to international legend. And as soon as I saw that book, I went, oh, whoever this woman is, I need to know about her. Yeah, because I kind of need to read that, too. Just the the, the title, The Bandit Queen of India. Let's go. Yes. So, like, sometimes I'll I'll come across a book on Amazon because now Amazon knows me. Mm -hmm. And so it just sends me things to my email and so sometimes that'll pop up like uh what when i decided i was going to do more international killers i was like all right pick a con like pick a country yeah pull up the entire list of people from that country and i started looking on names because the thing is there's lots of people who are serial killers right but they don't have a necessarily entertaining story and that's kind of what i have to think about when i'm going to do this right this true is roughly 45 minutes to an hour of me talking about this person's life did something interesting happen to this person like or was this one of those, because there are a lot of just senseless killings. Mm. They don't make any sense. The person just did this random thing. So I do rely very heavily on books. Um, and I'm looking specifically for books from the police officers who did the investigation into it. Uh, books from the killers themselves. Um, in the case of one of my more recent episodes, uh, Yong Young Chul, uh, the only book I was actually able to find was a book that was of letters between 
him and a reporter. Right, right, right. The rest of that resource was all newspaper articles, which was the first time I'd ever done that. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot to sort through. I believe it. But um, worth it, at least in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to see how people were reacting to those crimes as they were happening, seeing how they were being reported on, not just from, but I was also pulling up every news article I could find from every newspaper in Seoul. So getting multiple (laughs) people's perspectives about this and then confirming that with the information directly from the killer and things of that nature. I don't watch a whole lot of serial killer TV shows Mm -hmm. and I actually don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts because I'm very worried about potentially stepping on somebody else's toes or jacking somebody else's style. And, you know, that's a problem too. Um, You know, sometimes you just have to for me, I just make sure if I'm looking at a podcast is not something that they've done recently. Mm-hmm. So if it's something like they did like last week and I'm doing an episode this week, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this this week. I'm going like, to give it like a month or two and I might cover it again. No, I agree with you. I don't want to accidentally do like... It also would be terrible, like, we're not even that large of a podcast to be, like, doing a a deep dive exactly a week later after a podcast that has 50,000 listeners. Yeah, no thank you. So, you know. I don't don't want to be in that shadow. No thank you. Um, But, yeah, like, whenever I do think of doing a research for for a person, I do make sure that it is an interesting topic. I think it's an interesting topic. Or that people would find interesting, or that people would find scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's one thing that um, I don't consider myself like. If you're uh, somebody who's watched the Cecil Hotel documentary that came out in February of 2021, there's a whole like subplot of that documentary where they talk about like the internet sleuths. Yeah. I am not an internet sleuth. There is nothing that I can provide to this story that is going to propel this case forward. But what I am interested in at the end of the day is looking at all of the facts, laying them all the way out there. Are there any patterns that make sense to me? Uh, you know, I have studied psychology a little bit in college, and it's something that I'm looking actually into potentially gaining another degree in. Um, in looking into like certain psychological patterns, like so in the Yang Yong Shul case. I was just like, his reactions to things make me wonder if he is either like bipolar or if this man is struggling with multiple personalities. Because depending on the day in trial, he either he reacted like he didn't care at all or he exploded on people in the courtroom. He attacked the judge one time. That is not logical, rational behavior. Not at all. You know, and I'm trying to make sense out of what is senseless. Um, as far as I, I'm really inter- like, there's so many cryptids and like spooky stories that you've brought <laughs> up just in the last couple of months that I didn't know about, or I didn't un- like, I didn't know that some of the pop culture references, mm-hmm. like the um, the woman in the new Resident Evil video game, oh. is based off of Japanese mythology, like Japanese lore. Yeah, just she's loosely. I I think it's just the height. That it's she's very so loose, but, but it's still <laughs> interesting. You but, know, yeah. that there is this like nine foot tall scary woman from Japan who finds you well actually no there's more about that because isn't the, the facet of the game that she 
is consistently, constantly hunting. Oh yeah, the character, uh, Lady D- Dimitrescu. Yeah, she's yes. hunting him. She's taken a liking to him, and uh, she will not be letting him go. I'm pretty sure she's she's trying to kill him. But um, yeah, Hachi. Listen, we Hachi don't know Shakusama. what the scary tall Japanese lady. It does with those people she finds. We just know they disappear with her. Yes. Just like Sunderman. And I don't mind talking about uh, creepypastas either. No, we had fun with that. Yeah. The only problem with that is that I'm pretty aware of creepypastas. So I accidentally step on your toes. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I was just like, ooh, is this about this? Uh, Yes. (laughs) You were like, like, yes. You could automatically guess who I'm talking about already. So, I get excited because I know a little bit about it. <laughs> See, Normally I don't know anything. <laughs> that's not bad. I'm pretty sure this week you're going to learn. You're going to know a lot about these people. I'm well, talking I, about. Hopefully. But yeah, I just, um, that's the main purpose here. Yeah. Uh, we are, I, I don't want to call it a serial killer couple because that's not the right way to say it. <laughs> no, we are um, not one of those people you're covering. I would say that we are... Uh, now we spend a lot of time watching like scary things and TV shows. We really do. Stuff. We spent more time watching true crime documentaries and things now, and especially since people ask us like, "Oh, have you seen this documentary yet? What's your opinion?" So we just say, "Hey, why don't we watch it?" Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's like a couple hours out of our day. It's not too bad. But yeah, um, this is wasn't too bad this little interview situation is that it just two questions i, I mean we, we went on for a while three. so yeah and we kind of as we normally yeah. do when we talk to each <laughs> other zigzag back and forth but we just wanted to give anybody who's listening to this a brief understanding of introduction us? to who go. we are and the fact that even though you aren't listening to you know professionals or researchers or former cops or anything We've spent more time, the mo- more time than we have. Let's see, double the time, double half. I don't know what's about, what I'm thinking. Uh, three fourths of the time. Probably. About three fourths of both of our lives. There you go. Uh, researching and and obsessing over the things that we talk about. Everything is done. It's this is definitely a labor of love. Hundred uh, percent. It doesn't matter how long it takes me to to finish. As I call my uh, research reports that I write every week. Oh my god! But I, I love it. Let me tell you, and I've, I love that so many people like it. I've never written this much in my life. I mean, you know, I've written for college and stuff, but you know, I've written more now than I have in my. In yeah, I definitely wasn't <laughs> writing a ten-page research paper every week. Not in college. every week, hell no. No, like no, no. once per term, but not every single week. Yeah, for like an essay exam. Yeah, definitely, I'd write for that, and I'd BS through that too. But <laughs> but you know what? I love this, and I love that anybody listens. Yeah, we do appreciate. Every it. time we make a new milestone, it's absolutely marvelous. It's wonderful. So if you have listened to this, thank you so much for being a continued supporter of When Killers Get Caught. And I hope we gave you a little bit of insight into who we are and why we love this. Yeah.